Hey, welcome to the People of Product Board podcast. I am your host, Jan Salomon. I'm an account development representative here at Product Board. And I'm really excited today to be here, not just because this is my first time ever to host a podcast, but also because I will be talking to Josh Jones, Product Board's senior sales development manager for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. I've been working closely with Josh for almost a year now, actually. And as someone who has graduated university just last year, Josh has been a huge inspiration to me, both in terms of his approach to sales and management. What I'm really looking to do today is learn more about Josh, how he started his career, what excites him about sales, and what are the lessons he has learned along the way, either here at Product Board or in his previous endeavors. Well, buddy, thanks so much for taking the time today. I was really looking forward to this. Appreciate it, Jan. Yeah. Happy to be here. It's February now, 2023, and we just wrapped up Q4, right? We uh, did. What did you learn in the last quarter? <laughs> There's always a learning moment in a quarter, in a day, in a year, whatever it may be. Um, like in startup worlds, turbulence, change is a constant, right? And I think Q4 for us was a learning moment. There was so much to learn from what had happened and how to adjust. And <laughs> and, and, I, and I guess learning for me is within my function, within my role and how I try to do things, there's got to be a good amount of discipline, motivation and fun. And I think Q4, we drilled a lot of discipline mm-hmm. and we need to make sure the motivation and fun is at equal parts to, to that discipline. So that was my big learning and takeaway was that we've got to make sure what we're doing is driven by motivation and fun. Mm-hmm. And the discipline is a byproduct of it. Okay, okay. Are there any, you know, actionable strategies that you have to to drive this? Uh, yeah, being more fun, like, you know, having more interactions with the team, allowing for more collaboration, sharing of ideas, successes, failures, challenges. I think we learn more from those than we do from our wins. Um, but it's really... I guess you could call it gamifying what mm-hmm. what makes our role fun. Um, and we have certain tools and elements that we do to, to gamify and make things fun for for the role um, within my function, so sales development. But I think, yeah, gamifying is going to be one of the strategies. We drove a lot about or tried to drive towards consistency mm-hmm. during the whole of, of last year, like being consistent, on board, be consistent. And I think we need to have more room for experiments. Let's find out what our niche is, how we work as individuals, how we work within our roles. So the strategy is really going to be leaning on the great talent that we have, right? You're only as good as the people around you. And if you have incredible people, then uh, kind of sums up (laughs) where you're heading, right? So it's going to be leveraging that incredible talent, the ideas, working together to figure out fun ways to go about things that are different. The honesty, you know, breaks the market, changes things. We are in ourselves, and I won't talk much about Product Board, but, you know, Product Board does break into a niche market. And that's what we need to be able to do within our own function, our own role. Yeah, I love that. And from my perspective, I see that we've been sort of pushing into more, let's say, individuality in the past few months and really giving the space to the people in the team to develop their own workflow and see what works and what doesn't because ultimately, like, the past year, 2022, was sort of a roller coaster. And at some point, you know, I remember you saying, well, 
we don't really know actually at this point what works and what doesn't. So let me just give you guys some space and see what you guys come up with and looking forward to actually next week reviewing this and, and seeing if we have any, you know, data that we can get, that we got out of it, right? Exactly. Change is constant, right? That's the one thing you can guarantee in the startup world and the SaaS world, change is constant, right? And I think it's important that you have guidelines hmm. and you have that path to know where your limits are, what to work within. So definitely want that individuality, the characteristics, really bringing that person out of their shell to deliver their best. But you've got to make sure that you also have a roadmap and guidelines, right? Mm. That's where that discipline part comes in that I mentioned in the three parts to how to be mm. somewhat successful is that discipline, it's that motivation, it's the fun. So they've got to have or make sure that discipline is there. And I think we created that foundation earlier on in the year, which meant when we entered into Q4, really wanted to try and unleash the creativity of the minds of the great talented people around us. Yeah, sounds exciting. So perhaps let's take a step back a bit. Just explain to me what are your current responsibilities as a sales development manager and what is actually the, the ultimate goal that you are looking to achieve and working towards? Yes, yeah, so, so I think it's a two-parted question for me. I think it's what is expected from me in the role and what I'd like to achieve from the role. I think there are two parts for me that, that drive why I enjoy the role. So my role as sales development manager um, is to run our sales development team, specifically in EMEA. And the sales development team are really the frontline defenders. They're the Avengers of, of Product Board, if you like. I'm a big Marvel fan, so I had to throw it in there. Um, they are the front line. They are the openers of business for our upmarket, uh, specifically in Product Board. Um, but sales development uh, at its core is to develop our markets, right? Our sales funnels at the very top, bringing in meetings for our account executives or our salespeople to then go in and start closing business. Um, for me and myself and what I do is I have the operational and the administrative tasks, make sure that you guys have the necessary platforms and support to be successful in your role. Um, help define, you know, what targets may be, elevating the talent, bringing in the talent to the team. It's a very wide range of exciting things I get to do. Um, but I mentioned there were two parts to it. So the first part for the business, it's we're bringing in pipeline to the business that will ultimately or should hopefully turn into closed one revenue. That's the business expectation, right? And what I also think from my side and the definitely product board plays into this too and is very much motivated by this. It's the people that we're bringing in. Typically sales development tends to be people starting out their careers or people who have changed changed tack and they decided to try and get into sales from perhaps customer success or customer service, whatever it may have been department-wise. They're trying to break into sales and sales development is where most people start their careers with sales. So what that means is we have the pool of talent that is your future account executives that is your future relationship builders for the company. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about them being able to execute in their role and bring in the pipeline. It's about them also being conscious that they want to develop and they want to grow so they can then provide even further services to, to the company. So I don't think one is better than the other. It's, it's more as each individual, we always want to develop. We always want to grow and sales development that's one of the fundamentals of it, right? Mm. As I said, it's the pool of where your talent lives for future growth. 
So that for me is why I consider it as two parts. We have those kind of hard defined targets of this is what the company needs from each individual from the team. Mm. And then we have like, what's the larger part of that? What are they playing into? And that's the development of themselves. So that's like growth into different positions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And it, and it's, it, it's such a good point, I think, because obviously from the self-development perspective, this is something that's really valuable for the individuals. But even business-wise, it makes so much sense, right? Because it, it takes a lot of time and resources to invest in a person to get them to know the product, right? And yeah. I, for myself, being in product board now for almost a year now, I feel quite confident in that I know what we're actually selling and what value it brings in. But it takes some time to really internalize this information and to really understand it, right? You can and shape it, and mold people. And even, exciting. Yeah. And even, I guess, you know, to my point, even if you hire someone now very senior, like an account executive, it's going to take them quite some time to really put into perspective like what we're actually selling here and what what's the value that we can bring to other companies, right? Exactly. They need to adjust yeah. to how product board does, bringing in their own ways. In sales development, you're finding your own ways which are shaped and molded and guided by product boards, mm. values, techniques, styles. Absolutely mm. right. So, so how long... Have you been doing sales yourself and, and how did you get into it in the first place? <laughs> uh, d d different types of sales. Um, I first started what I would call a sales job in a marina when I was 15 years old, fueling up yachts and power boats to the millionaires. It was great fun. Mm, where Loads was of that? Tips. That was in Portsmouth in, okay. in the UK. Um, and I was trying to upsell them to buy extra oil for their engines or whatever it may have been, right? And I would get part commission for selling those things. I didn't do very well, I'll be honest. I was more fascinated by the huge boats that I was filling mm -hmm. up with fuel. Mm -hmm. and um, But that's kind of sparked something that I was, this is quite interesting. And did you mention, how old were you? 15. 15. 15 at the time. So yeah. first job. First job. Well, one of the first jobs. I had a couple of jobs. Like to be a hard grafter, always wanted to be busy. Mm -hmm. um, and then... When I was 17, I sold double glazing. Um, so double glazing is what you put on windows. Mm -hmm. It insulates the house mm -hmm. better okay, and keeps okay. up the noise. Yeah. So it was a ruthless job. It was knocking on 200 doors a day, trying to you know pitch the idea of them replacing their windows with these new innovative double glazed versions, whatever was out at the time. Um, I'm not going to say I was good at it, but I definitely had like the tenacity to just knock on every door more than once. Um, hey, you said no yesterday. Maybe things have changed today. Mm -hmm. Just trying different things, different techniques. But what really hit home was like how you have to self-analyze and go, okay, so I've tried to do it this way. Is there a different way I can do it? Should I smile more? Should I be funny? Should I be more serious? Is there types of people who respond better to me? Um, And that's when I really started understanding that there is part science involved mm -hmm. with sales. It's not just about having charisma and being, you know, the guy about town. It's it's really you've got the science behind it. If you can start to unlock those sciences and understand how to be consistent and repeat the success you've seen, then you unlock things. So that's what happened when mm -hmm. I was when I was doing that. And then from there I moved to Czech Republic, started in a contact center. And then the rest is history. So I've not changed from sales. I've done nothing but sales. I guess you could say consistently since the age of 17. Wow. I've uh, been in sales. I'll let you work out those numbers. I'm not too old, but I'm old enough that I've been around a few times. <laughs> nice. 
So, so like this, this process of, I guess you could call it like self-reflection, continual self-reflection, like that really resonates with me. And it's something that I feel like most people don't find the time to do consciously because they just, you know, hustle every day. There's always more tasks to do, but actually scheduling some time to really think through and evaluate like, okay, what well, what did I do today? What did I did good? What should I repeat and what should I avoid next time? Such an important thing for self-development and growth. For sure. It's definitely easier when you're in an environment or a role that does have some form of targets or something to define success. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there are a lot of different positions or expectations out there that aren't written in black and white. It's more about, was there value added? You know, value is, it's a different thing depending on who you ask, right? So it's definitely easier in a sales and that that's why I've found with myself and my own development that I'm able to track it easier because mm. there's it's more black and white. There was a lot of gray areas that I needed to work through to try and understand how do I define if I'm like, driving forward or not. Mm. But being in sales and being around successful people, and it is, you are around successful people because in sales, the mentality is it's tough when you're not being successful. Mm-hmm. Right? You're mm-hmm. driven and your motivation is within yourself. It's yourself starting, right? So if you're not successful, that's tough. So when you are successful, it, it helps with your own development for sure. Mm. Do you feel like there are any other qualities that you can think of that good sales leaders and people that have been in sales for some time have developed and have? Is there any you know overarching thing that sort of connects all of successful salespeople? Yeah, it's a loaded question because yeah. um, I'm sure there's a thousand other podcasts that would uh, <laughs> d- describe this better than me. Uh, I think as as a leader and where I've seen the best leaders, it's a people first approach. Like you understand the people, then you can help drive them. The motivation behind it, um, problem solving is always going to be up there. Like being you know, say necessarily quick on your feet, but being able to analyze what's going on and how can we address that? How can we fix these problems? How can we move those roadblocks to allow you to be more successful? And then the most like the golden thread that I see amongst all leadership is they empower the people around them. Like the strong leaders they empower people. So they're not in this to do it for them themselves. They realize they can't achieve glory and success on their own. It's about those that are around you. And if you empower people around you, you know, 10 minds are better than one, right, is the expression. Mm-hmm. So in leadership, that's similar ethos. Like empower those around you and you're going to achieve great results as a unit, as a team. And um, even if that's a small team, right, even if you're a leader of just one or two people, you still empower that around you right because any minds more than one is better Hmm. did you did you have to learn that the hard way or (laughs) yeah yeah definitely like this this is perhaps a tough question but as someone that would perhaps aspire to be in that role one day like i want to know okay what actionable advice can you give to develop myself as a more let's say empowering person that others get inspired by and and that people want to be around and that they feel that you know, that they have their support. Is it is it something that's that you cannot really put into words and it just takes like experience or or have you have you like consciously worked on this? 
Yeah, there's always things you have to work on. For sure, experience plays a large part in it, right? The more mm. situations you're in, the more you'd know how to handle it. One of the expressions that my father would always said to me when I was younger, when about learning to drive, was you don't really know how good of a driver you are until you crash. Because mm. that's when you know how you're going to handle like your reactions and how you're really going to be able to understand the car. I think it's quite similar in life and in certainly in leadership, right? Fail fast, learn quick. Mm. Mistakes are expected, right? There's perfection cannot be achieved. I don't believe it can, in my opinion, which is the exciting part because it means we can always get better, we can always develop. So it's about knowing your limits, but reaching out there, taking risks, trying things, Especially if you want to be an inspiring leader, you've got to be at the front. You've got to be thinking of these ways to do things. And more importantly, learning it from those around you. Like, what are their ideas? What are they thinking? Mm -hmm. Like, how can you provide the platform to elevate their ideas to to make yourself more successful, but also them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no one rule about it. And every leader would say something different. Um, but at the core of it, it's somebody who puts the people first, right? So you put people first. Definitely have data in there. Like you want to be knowing that the choices you're making are having an impact for sure. Um, so you're driving while seeing, you're not driving blind. I'm using mm -hmm. a lot of car analogies here. This mm -hmm, is fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and taking those risks, taking the risks. Like you have the responsibility, you are accountable for it, but still leveraging those around you and getting the best out of them is what's going to give you most experience from being a leader mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people first data and this last thing that you mentioned good summary yeah i like summaries me too so i'm going to put you on the spot now one of our core values in product board is relentless improvement right so is there anything now you know reflecting back on either 2022 or q4 or whatever that you feel like you want to work on that's going to be a challenge for you that you want to improve at as a leader you can take this from a perspective just the sales perspective perhaps or just the management perspective um consistency mm -hmm. it's the cheat answer right everyone wants to achieve consistency um and that means multiple things to me the first thing that springs to mind of course is, is the results right like being consistent in how we achieve our, our goals it's also making sure that there's a repeatable track for you guys to run on. So mm. we spoke about you guys being creative, exploring new ideas. That comes from knowing where our racetrack is, right? So one thing I really want to make sure I improve on to, to be a better leader and the team to also improve on is our consistency. In documentation, you guys knowing where to look for things, a plethora of things that come from the word consistency, not mm. just in the results, but in our approach, how we're communicating, in our collaboration. Like it's great having ad hoc, but consistency breeds success because it's repeatable. You know what to expect. And I think it's been very turbulent. So we've not necessarily moved goalposts, but we've moved mountains to try and identify better ways to do things. And I think that's come at a cost of not fully understanding how we made that road to get there because we've changed it so much. So I think the consistency, although it's a cheat answer, is my final answer because that is something we really do need to improve on, especially within myself. And I think it's a really good answer. And, and you and me, we've discussed this before 
a couple of times already, right? There's so many variables. So many. Especially last year that have played the role in our success, in our performance. And like, sure, and we mentioned this in the beginning of the conversation, right? You want to sort of empower, allow for experimentation within the team. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to keep track somehow of what is actually working, what's causing either our successes or the failures. That's super hard to do. Yeah. So consistency is a fair answer, right? You want to have some sort of externalization that you can rely on and be sure, okay, we didn't change this, but we bit adjusted this. So perhaps that's the reason why we're getting different results, right? But you want to pinpoint something. Exactly. You mentioned a keyword there, which was variables. Mm. So I think you've heard this from me many times at the beginning of the year. Let's limit our variables. Let's try and keep on the same track. And with the change in the market, how things were going, we had to not pause, but push back a little bit from limiting our variables and open up our variables to try and find success. So it's a balancing act, right? You need to try and figure out what is the right approach, what's right for the individuals, what's right for the company. There's multiple things or ways you have to view things when mm-hmm. when leading a team. So, so what advice would you give to people, to young people that are thinking about pursuing a career in in sales? What do you think they should start with? I mean, the first thing to say about sales and to put to bed a very simple myth, sales is learned. People don't get born one day and, mm-hmm. wow, they're just incredible salespeople. No, you learn how to be a good salesperson. So for me, the thing I would say about sales is you don't know until you try it. It's really, it's like Marmite. You love it or you hate it. Uh, Marmite. Something. I've never actually tried it. But you know what it is, right? I, well, I heard about it, but I... I it's disgusting. Yeah, uh, what is it made out of? Uh, yeast? I, I don't know. I wouldn't eat it. It's just awful. Uh, okay. You either love it or you hate it, right? The, similar to me and the, my personality. The Australians love it, no? Or Yeah, they, they have their own version. They have Vegemite. Okay, and that's a different thing. It's the same thing, just a different brand. I could okay. be like annoying or pissing off like two two different places here australia and the uk no um so you have to try sales right it isn't for everyone it is it can be a harsh environment but it's also an environment that cultivates incredible people and i don't mean just successful people it brings out traits and personalities and characteristics and things that you weren't sure or weren't aware of before you started sales because it really draws on you to push yourself to learn new things to try and be different Mm -hmm. it's about constant learning when you work in sales there's no right one way or right way to do something there's a thousand different ways that you can approach things Mm -hmm. so what i would say to somebody starting sales is first you've got to try it Mm And secondly, where you start and how you start doesn't mean that's just how it is. So if you try it in one place and you think, okay, I'm still not sure if that's for me, go and try it somewhere else. Different environments Mm -hmm. breed Mm -hmm. different types of cultures. Mm. So, you know, in Product Board, it is very tech, startup, growth, lots happening, loads of noise, buzz, nice places, climbing walls in the office, like (laughs) all those kind of cool and wonderful things. Which, like, when I started in sales, that wasn't like that at all. I was in a room mm-hmm. with 400 people making 300 calls a day when I really got into to sales for the first time. 
in a contact center, very different. And you have to kind of try these different things to find what works for you. So that's what I'd say about sales. Also, you learn from those around you, right? So in sales, the more salespeople you can meet, the more ways that you can learn how to sell, the better your armory is when you go into those sales roles. Mm -hmm. So I guess you could summarize that as sort of being really open to different ways of working and being constantly open to iterating and learning from others because there's not a recipe, a single recipe how to do it right. You have to be very moldable in some sense. Correct, correct. And be prepared for rejection. Mm. Be prepared to be tested on your resilience. Right? It's not about having thick skin because you know once you understand why you failed at something, I think it becomes obvious how you can fix it. But it's rejection. It's a lot of rejection. Um, but that also means the moments where you're not rejected mean so much more. Um, so that's why like success in sales, yeah, there's the money element, but it's also the achievement that you have achieved something. Mm-hmm. Out of all those no's, out of all those rejections, you got those yeses. You got those people across the line. You sold that tech into that company. You sold that person, this product. Success. Also, I would maybe just add in you know, one of the first things that you told me when I was starting April last year was to focus on what you can control or what I can control. And and sure, like it it does make sense the first time you hear it, but you learn it the hard way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, you do. Yeah, like again and again, things are going right. You build up some hope, expectations, and then just just like that, everything can be gone. All comes you, crashing down and burning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah focus yeah. on what you can control. Definitely That's something about what what I live by a lot. Yeah, I have one more question, which is about having a good work-life balance. Did you have to learn about how to have a good work-life balance? Like, do you have it now? Do you feel like it's a constant struggle? Uh, it's definitely something that you have to learn, mm-hmm. for sure. We we went through a unique period when COVID, COVID hit, where that separation between work and personal becomes blurred because home office is suddenly like a big part of what you're doing. Whereas previously you were in an office or you weren't in an office Mm. um, in my career. So finding that balance of when do you put down your phone, put down that laptop and focus on personal things, family or gaming or whatever it is that you're into that's outside of work becomes really blurred. Like how do you set that up? So it's a constant learning cycle of what are the boundaries you set boundaries of what you're willing to accept right so as give you an example for myself when it comes to meetings you know we're a global company so we have people all over the globe different time zones so you've got to set boundaries on you know when will you have meetings and what time into the night will you accept those meetings and in the right environments that's understood because that's how you create a work-life balance so it's about knowing where the boundaries are by creating the boundaries, testing them. Not every boundary is going to be right. You've got to mm. test it. But you've got to define like what you're comfortable with and what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm now and we're a family of four. So I want to see my kids growing up and I also want to be successful in, in my career and in my job, right? Mm. So 
you've got to balance those things. And for me, it's by saying boundaries, what I'm willing mm-hmm. to accept and what I'm not willing to accept. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be flexible sometimes? Of course you do. You can't predict what's going to happen in your personal life, or what's going to happen in work all the time. So there is some flexibility to it, but as long as you know where those boundaries are and those around you respect that, it becomes much easier to mm-hmm. create an equal balance. And it's really hard to find that balance, basically, if you don't have those boundaries like specifically set right on like a specific timing let's say yep. a specific amount of time that you want to dedicate to your kids in the evening when you come back home or something like that you have to set that clearly otherwise it's dangerous and and the boundaries change with mm. your circumstances when i first started in sales when i first became a leader 16 hour days four or five days a week like no problem at all i'll absolutely accept that i me myself and i driving purely focused on my career Mm. and as time has changed i'm still willing to put in that time and effort and those 16 hour days where needed but equally i want to put in time with my family to enjoy that time and to grow my own personal thoughts and desires so there's that fine line between work and personal with like a hybrid function with what covid had caused so boundaries is how you set it and they do change you Mm. you define those right it can be matured and cultivated and aided by your company by your peers around you but ultimately you have to know what you're willing to accept Mm. Mm. so many questions about that but (laughs) you don't have to get too deep into this uh so you've been in product board for more than a year now right congrats by the way thank you loving every minute all the wrinkles change (laughs) changes constant in the startup world no i'd love that so so what brought you to product board in the first place yeah it's a great question um it's actually one i asked all the people that interviewed me when i joined product board was what made them join product board um i'm in a stage in my career where i want want to make sure i'm working towards something that's not just my own development. It's working to create something that, that I think is unique and special. Mm-hmm. And Product Board is creating a category. Right? There's not many opportunities where you can join a company that's creating its own space and some that didn't exist, right? And that in itself was a really appealing opportunity. The second part was the idea to grow the sales development function. Um, it's something I've done in the past, absolutely loved it. So to have an opportunity where I could do that again on a bigger scale for uh, up and coming startup company, like really appealing. And then the people, everyone's going to say the people, that's why I joined. As I mentioned, the question I asked when I was in those interviews is why did you join Product Board? And the answers weren't that dissimilar to what I just said, like, you know, series C or series B startup, got a lot going for it, creating a category. Those are similar, but you'll you'll know, and I think you're in the room when we had a meeting with one of our senior leaders, and how do you know if you would want to work with people? And his answer was, if I could spend four hours in an airport with that person and still Mm -hmm. stand them at the end of it, Mm -hmm. then I feel like I'd be in a pretty good place in a pretty good company. So I didn't get to spend four hours in an interview, although it was definitely four hours plus of interviews in total, for uh-huh. sure. Uh-huh. Um, you you get a really good sense of people. And for me, honesty and just being upfront and candid about things is something I really value. 
And, and I'm sure, you know, you can testify to this. When you meet leaders in Product Board, one thing you can definitely expect is them being candid and open yep. about questions that you're asking them or about hearing your thoughts out and giving you feedback or opinions. So that for me is huge. That's how I've grown as well, people being honest with me, calling me out when things need to change and equally give me a pat on the back when things have gone well. And Product Boards does that really well. And that's what I thought I saw when I was going to be joining Product Board. And I was right. You take a chance, take a risk. Yeah. And I it was the right risk. agree with that. The, the honesty and transparency keep surprising me to this day, sort of, because we're not a tiny startup anymore. Nope. Uh, there's a lot of people on board, uh, a lot of at stake, but still it, it seems that the transparency, which is one of our core values in Product Board, holds up. Uh, okay, are there any specific traits that you feel like a person should have or should be open to having if if they're thinking about working in Product Board? Uh, honestly, you summarized it when we we're talking about the leaders, mm. like being open, um, having a desire to want to learn more and to want to develop yourself, I think is key. I think equally it's about wanting to make a difference. Like you can join a lot of companies where it can be quite difficult to link what you're doing to driving actual like real life value. But you think of some of the companies that Product Board works with right now, maybe in the health industry, for example, where we're helping things that will actually save people's lives, the products that are being designed, like you're making a difference. And I think if if that's something that you you would want to achieve is knowing what difference you're making, mm -hmm. Product Board definitely, definitely offers that. So in terms of traits, being open, Somewhat knowing what you want. You don't have to know everything about what you want, but having a, a good foundation of what is it you want to achieve mm -hmm. so that you know, Product Board can help cultivate that. Um, and lastly, acting like you're an owner. Mm -hmm. That's something you hear so much around startup worlds. Firstly, because we are part owners, right? <laughs> with, yeah. with shares yeah. and things. But, but equally, what we do impacts the company mm -hmm. so we've got to think like an owner as much as possible sometimes that's difficult to do and that's why we have the leaders in place to help guide us but one of those traits is okay being conscious of what i'm doing here is impacting there so it's acting like you are the owner yeah and taking responsibility Correct. for whatever you do exactly such a major point yeah, yeah. you know i wanted to ask one of the last questions We're obviously in the business of helping teams build better products. If you could keep using only one single digital product, perhaps, you know, an app or something, which one would be and why? I'm going to put you on the spot now. <laughs> Such <laughs> a killer question. <laughs> I'm just wondering who, who I could get endorsed by, um, uh -huh. you know, when this goes public. Uh, honestly, it's situational for me. Um, I'm a big fan of TikTok. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Situationally, yeah. When I've got nothing to do or I'm bored or I'm in certain places at home, TikTok has a you know, safe place in my heart for sure. Mm -hmm. um, probably the biggest 
app and and i'm putting this in like not in terms of how it's helped me become more efficient i think there's loads of those apps but one app that i don't go a day without using is probably something like whatsapp communication mm-hmm. right that was a complete game changer and how mm-hmm. it created the togetherness when we were able to when we were able to use the internet to connect whatsapp's an app which is used consistently every single day so I've I've got to say it's probably like like WhatsApp to be honest because that's the means and way that I can be in contact with family and friends and work colleagues. I think it's got to be WhatsApp. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to get loads of great answers about this or like hacks of how they become more efficient and do meditation in the morning. Like I guarantee there's days where they didn't meditate, <laughs> but there's very few days, in fact, no days where I don't use WhatsApp. No, so. that, that's completely true. Yeah, yeah do you meditate? Yeah, one, one of the basics. Feel like you meditate. I do, yeah. I do. Well, I try to. Do you have an app for meditation? No, no, no. You no? You're going this solo. I like it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's coming up in 2023, uh, in Q1 or 2023 in your personal life, in, in work life that you're really excited about? You know, something that you're that you're really looking forward to? Uh, I mean, the one that I definitely have to mention is you know, going to be the birth of my daughter in three, four months. That's I really hope my wife Congrats. doesn't see this. I think it's four months. It's definitely four months. It's four months. <laughs> I'm going with that final answer. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, super excited about that, that my family is growing. Mm. Uh, we already have a little boy at home, my wife, and our daughter's going to be with us soon, which is like, it's a huge, awesome. I wouldn't call it a milestone. It's a huge moment in our life, yeah. in our life where it's going to change. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely like one of the big personal things, for mm. sure. Um, and that coincides, honestly, with, with work. I want to see growth this year, mm-hmm. um, but sustainable and efficient growth. We went through crazy growth last year, and this year I want to see growth, and I want it to be efficient and stable growth, continuous, consistent, repeatable. So that's kind of like the big thing that's coming up for me in my work world in, in this year in FY23 or physical physical year 23 in the calendar year 23 so i'm already talking in business terms um in calendar year 23 it's growth that's what we always want to achieve right is growth Mm -hmm. i think i definitely want to make sure we have foundations for repeatable success so everything we've spoken about throughout throughout this chat definitely want to make sure that's in place because as we grow that's not just bringing people into the company that's elevating people up within the company right so I want people within my immediate team to grow this year. So to do that, we've got to make sure that they have that ground, that racetrack to know where they're going. Mm-hmm. So consistency, sustainable growth, empowerment. People sounds good. Sounds like a good plan. All the great things. Yeah. Like so vague, but you can draw what you want from that. Yeah. For sure. For um, sure. Yeah. It's de- definitely the the work side of things. Sounds like, you know, exciting months ahead, for sure. Ah, oh, 100%. Next week's going to be even better. I mean, for those. Oh, yeah. And when this will be released, but next week we have the company on site, right? Which will be really exciting. Whole team getting together. So many different cultures. So many different types of people. It's incredible. It's a really, really cool place. When, wait. Or when it's busy. Yeah, me too. Super excited. Yeah. All right, Josh. Well, thanks so much for, for doing this. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking the time. I know that you're really busy currently, but... But it was much appreciated. And I think a lot of people can draw interesting wisdom from this conversation. So thanks a lot. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jan. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate it. Ciao.